Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, your favorite daily fantasy site, where if you sign up right now with the promo code BOXES, you will still get that free game on your first played uh, draft on Draft.com. Uh, baseball season is starting, so sign right up with that promo code boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, the season is almost over. Yeah, and I- I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop you from asking your signature question this time around because I need to ask you a question. How does it feel to not be in the championship of the Listener League? Well, I mean, my magical run ended. I, I was sad, but I figured it was coming at some point after I lost my top three picks. Um, the fact that I stayed in first place for as long as I did, I think, should be a, a knock on anyone in this league. Yeah, I think that's fair. You did play uh, Hurt. For a very long time, and I've been playing Hurt for uh, at least a decent port part of the the final bit of the season with Jimmy Butler out, um, and, and we both fared very well. We both made the playoffs. The semifinals were incredibly tight. Um, my triumphant 5-4 win over LeBron's hairline to push myself into the finals uh, really came down to two blocks and two steals. On the final night, that's how close that was, and yours was uh just almost just as close. It came down to literally three shots made or missed was the difference. That's tough. So yes, and Chris Middleton, man, shooting his twenty percent on Sunday did not do me any favors. Twenty-two percent for Mister Middleton. Yeah, this is on you. This is on you, Chris Middleton. But yeah, no, I mean it was it it got wild, it it was got crazy, but that's why competitive league should be, right? I mean, they should always be down to the wire and Absolutely. Um I I was best in it. So that was it was a disappointing Sunday by, for sure. By the Salt Ranger who uh who uh, some say should not even be in the the uh, playoffs, uh, barely scraped by um due to uh, some suspicious circumstances. But uh Currently, myself and the Sloan Ranger battling out for the championship of the Listener League. Like we've said, it has been a very competitive league this year. So thank you to all the listeners out there. And I will second. Mike Mike will bring home the title now, unfortunately. That's right. You guys, uh, I told you from the beginning of the season, go back and listen. I told you I was going to win. I'm going to win. I feel like I won the regular season crown, which is maybe the most important, though. No, it's not. Oh, come on, Roto Mike. Now, come on. You know that the regular season crown is all you ever usually care about, and you know you'd be saying the same thing. If I was in a Roto League, I would care about that, but you got to play to your league settings. And um, we could do a Roto League next year, but the people demanded a head-to-head. You know, I am disappointed, though, in this Philadelphia 76ers injury squad now. I mean, they're they're limping in, and, and that's that's also worrying to me. That's going to be sad for the, uh, for the playoffs. Uh, but that does 
kind of give, I mean, this is every week up until the final week, which is, this is the final week of fantasy, um, gets a little bit screwier. Uh, and the final week is always the most ridiculous where people you've never heard of are winning we winning you the week, uh, dropping 20 points at a game, and injuries talk- and mysterious people sitting out to rest for the playoffs always happen during this last final week. So the there is a very good uh, primer, the schedule, the week 25 schedule primer that Tyler writes um, over on hashtag basketball.com. There's some good advice for this final week. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit in the in a pre-show meeting we had that freaking Marshawn Brooks is back, man. I mean, like, who thought that was a player still? Yeah, I forgot he was even playing or around. And and he's still only 29. I mean, it seemed like it was 10 years ago when he was balling out for the Lakers and the Nets there, and he's back, man. Yeah. What did it, how what, what was his line tonight? Uh he was actually out. But in two games so far, he's averaging oh. twenty two and a half points. That's pretty good. Per game. Yes. One and a half steals, shooting sixty percent, eighty five percent from th- from the three point line. That is not bad at all. I like that. Um you just this is a tough it's a tough week. You gotta use your starts wisely. And um, if you've got unlimited starts, just start everybody all the time forever. But, you know, here at the in the final, if you got limited weeks, I don't know if I'd pick him up. I think there's probably better players to pick up on the, the waiver wire. You have a few pretty good um, pieces of advice for, for pickups. There's some guys owned in very few leagues who have been kind of bowling out, Marcus Morris being uh, one of them. Yeah, and... Marcus Morris is is somewhat an opportunity granted because of a lot of injuries on the Celtics, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon, right? Like, if anything, they're going to probably play those guys limited minutes to try to get them a little bit back, but they're not going to be running any of those guys out 30 minutes directly off an injury, even if they do get healthy. So, you know, Marcus Morris seems pretty safe. Um, Jonathan Isaac is playing real well, and then he hurt his ankles shortly after the article posted. So Perfect. That, that maybe put a, a damper on that. Um, Josh Hart's in there. The Lakers seem committed to playing him mega minutes. Um, a lot of it has to do with Brandon Ingram being out. But Brandon Ingram's still out. So, um, you know, like we talked about this a little bit, right? Like things are going to get wild. And if you're in a weekly league, right, it, it probably already locked. And then it maybe it locks again on Monday for the last three games. Like, those last three games, especially like the last three days next week, dude, I, I can't tell you who to start. Anything because, goes. Yeah, it, it could be literally the person who has the best stats for that week could not be on a roster at this moment. And and see, this is I, – I do get a lot of uh, head-to-head people who want to end the season early um, when it comes to this final week. But last week wasn't a weird week. A lot of the – Starters played. Uh, there were some injuries, sure. There were some um, weird starts by Kevin Looney, right? And like he he did matter, and uh, now he's out with a with the flu. But it's like I don't. I can see cutting this final week out of your head to head season. Um, I don't know if I would cut last week out of your. That would be as far as I'd ever want to go. 
cut this week out, cut last week out if you really hate um, the end of the season. But, you know, that means you're looking at, uh, what, week 23-22 being your finals, 21-20 being your... But here's the, semifinals. Here's the reality of it, right? Okay, so we're going to see a few more teams do it. But hasn't Memphis been doing this crazy, ooh, we're going to play Marcus all 20 minutes and run out this weird random rotation every night for the last yeah. like, month? I mean, literally, for like the last month they've been doing it. So what, you're going to end your season at the turn of the new year at the All-Star break just because a couple of teams might do some crazy crap? Yeah. Because I, I am a firm believer of the um, get two weeks in for your for your at least your finals right, but week nineteen is the week after the All Star break, right? And that's so what I mean. Your whole season's the All Star break. That's ridiculous. I mean, like, there's always going to be teams. I mean, Phoenix, right? Do you think Tyson Chandler's hurt? The Kings. The Kings just like randomly have not said a word about Zach Randolph, but he hasn't played. If if he finishes out the season not playing, which I wrote an article the other day saying it looks like he's going to, it'll be 10 straight games. For the last 10 games, the Kings basically just told Zach Randolph, like, go home, buddy. We're not playing like, anymore. You know, like two months ago, who would have even thought? We were we were having the the exact opposite argument being like, why is Zach Randolph playing? Like, what's going on here? He plays every game, and he's actually playing. He played pretty well there for a, a stretch. He he was good all season as far as fantasy. I mean, I, I won't say that yeah. he can. He he might not be able to guard a tree anymore, but I mean, he's good for fantasy. That's hey, that's all that matters sometimes. Um, so yeah, good luck. Congratulations to everybody who won. Congratulations, even if you make the finals, stuff happens. Ask Tyler about that. Um, and you know, good luck to everybody in the final week. And at this part of the season, it's really important because you won't do this come August, September next year, you will not be in the right mindset to, to do a little bit of a retrospective on, on the season, uh, from, from the prior year, the last off season was, absolute insanity there was all twitter was on fire and all these players moved to all these different teams and after that you're not going to really have a good kind of memory of of what this season actually happened what happened in this actual season so um so what we wanted to do is take a look at the top 50 uh based on totals uh we're, we're throwing turnovers out your eight cat total top 50 finishers of this season and just kind of take a look at that, do a retrospect on what this season meant, um, what we were surprised about, where these guys originally ranked uh, coming into the season, where we thought they would actually be, um, and then kind of give a little bit of a preview, maybe, you know, a prediction for what we think is going to happen with these players next year, because, there will be some players in this top 50 that you will be completely surprised about. Yeah, and I think that this is maybe an important thing to say is I think that happens every year. Right? There's always a couple guys that they blindsided us, man. Right? Like We didn't see it coming, and, and they played really well, and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and obviously there's um, injuries are a factor, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to care about the big injuries. 
Um, injuries happen. So Kawhi Leonard, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, uh, we all screwed up on Kawhi Leonard, except for if you look at his per game, even with this weird injury, he's, um, you know, still in the top. What is it, 20? He's he's way up there if you do per game. Um and and he'll be a, a super interesting talking point heading into the next season in the sense that he played nine games and the the weirdest part is like it seems like the Spurs players think he's healthy. And well, Coach they Pop don't think thinks know, he's healthy. Right? Well, the weird part to me is they keep saying like, "Oh, well, he he should be coming back. He should be coming back," and then he just never plays. Yeah. So clearly, he's healthy enough to like do some things, like practice and move around. I mean, like if you see your friend and teammate not being able to walk, obviously you don't think he's going to play anytime soon. Yeah, and I guess we'll obviously know way more about this situation over the summer. But will we? I think so. I think there will be a whole. Um, someone, someone quality is going to write some sort of expose on this, um, and we'll definitely know by preseason the next year what the hell's going on. Well, and but the crazy thing was, if you remember right, this was an injury from the postseason last year, and yes. then like he just like everyone was like, oh, he's healthy, and then they kept saying, oh yeah, he's going to be fine. You know, we're just resting him for the preseason, whatever, whatever, and then like he just, I mean, he played nine games, so. Yeah, what a I mean, what a horrible, what a horrible way to, like, what a really. Hopefully, it's not a career changing injury, that little undercut. But like, you know, something should be. I, I think they tried to make some rule changes about that, but like, that's that's really messed up if uh, someone's career is going to be ended because of that. Um, so hopefully, we'll know more about that going into next year. Um, but let's start with that top fifty. Let's start right at the top. Um, like I said, this is sorted by total, so there's uh, going to be some discrepancies. You know, a lot of players did not play, believe it or not, in the modern era, um, quite a few players didn't play more than 70 games. Well, and, and some of the teams, right, still have four or five games left, so... sure. I mean, but there's going to be more guys reaching that 70-game plateau, obviously, when we're doing this a little early, but... Yeah, no, I mean, and as far as guys playing 82 games... Not happening. There's there's going to be very, very few. I don't... I, there's only a couple who have the, the potential to do it. Right. Um, and not surprisingly, those guys are at the top of the list. Uh, number but one... Here's, here's the oh, reason. Let's just start with this point. The reason to do it by total is, number one, if you look at per game right now um, on Basketball Monster, which is where we're looking... Marshawn Brooks is in the top 10 because of those two great games. I think we can all agree Marshawn Brooks was not a top 10 player this season. Like, he just yeah. he's not. Context okay. is right? Like, obviously, the guy who played two games, not don't draft him. Well, and, and secondarily, I think if you don't look at total value, you're kind of cheapening it for yourself in the sense that a guy like Jonathan Isaac, right, put up some great permanent numbers. And we could have a discussion about him at a later date about what we're going to do next year. But that dude keeps getting injured and keeps missing a bunch of games when he does get injured. Well, him not playing doesn't help you in fantasy. No, not at all. And so, and this is a very head to head type of mentality. 
Um, I think you kind of said, who would use per game value type? And I was like, well, I play a lot of Roto, and actually I do use per game value type uh, quite often. Because in Roto, it's all about quality starts. And so you do need to look at both, I think. In head-to-head, you can just kind of look at total for the most part. But in Roto, I do think you want to look at both and be like, all right, per game, Chris Paul is one of the best point guards in the league, but... He he often only plays 60-some games per year. I still want him on my team because I'm going to get 60-some amazing starts out of 82. Well, and that's different, right? Like, if if you've got a starts cap, right? Like, I can only play so many games. In some ways, Chris Paul is perfect for those type of leagues because you know you're going to get X number of great games from Chris Paul, and then you're not playing – there's no need to play your bench players all the time. So you can draft a fairly good bench player and then play him those 20, 30 games that Chris Paul is out. Or if you're really smart, you play him in the 20 or 30 matchups throughout the season where he's good. You know what I mean? As long as the games fit and you can have the spot open in your lineup, like him and Chris Paul aren't playing on the same night. Yeah. And then you get 82 games of a really great player. I understand that if you have a games cap, but at the same time, like, Chris Paul didn't give you all that value, right? You had to draft or find another point guard that helped you gain that 82 games of value. Definitely, and that's kind of the, I think, appeal to me about Roto is is getting on that waiver wire and not just, like, maximizing my starts during the week, but trying to figure out, all right, um, this player is very hot right now, not just kind of, like, could start, but it's very hot right now. I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to start putting him in the games that Chris Paul isn't playing or playing him with Chris Paul and getting him in that rotation. And then once he kind of falls off, I'll just, you know, drop him back to the waiver wire. Um, It's not just a, let's maximize my games per week. And I can beat the other person on a couple categories simply because I played four or five more games than the other person. Um, And to me, that's why a per game value system does matter to me when looking at roto but for this top 50 we are only doing totals and i'm really 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 surprised uh who's number one on this list i mean i was surprised but then thinking back on what we've seen i'm not surprised yeah if i remember all the (laughs) games i watched this year I'm not surprised, but when you look back at uh, where we had this person ranked, which I believe was out of the top eight, he was tenth. Tenth. Wow. Yes. Um. So and if, if, you, if you don't know already, yeah, it's LeBron it, James, everybody. Right, and and you and I talked about maybe even throwing guys like DeMarcus Cousins and Chris Paul and Nikola Jokic ahead of him, and and maybe having him like near the back end of that first round and yeah absolutely and i'll say like when you're when you're in this top echelon when you're in that top 10 12 if you miss by eight or nine spots that's a huge miss uh later if you had someone 40 and they ended up 32 that's a pretty good uh guess uh you, you did some due diligence in trying to predict that but having lebron 10 when he was one that's a kind of a big miss but i i will Give us a little bit, and I went and looked at this. Um, what to give us a little bit of leeway? This will be the most games LeBron has played in a season since the 10 11 season. 
Well, he he's still pacing to play in all eighty two. Yes, that's that's insane. He's never played eighty two games. He's played eighty and eighty one, but in two thousand ten eleven he played seventy nine games. In that span of time between that season, he has never finished number one. Now, like, give, let's give him a break. He he finished number one in that ten eleven season in totals in eight cap. He finished second, second, third, and then eight seven nine. So having him in the bottom part of that first round did seem to coincide with um, his his progress as a player. He's he's thirty two. He's thirty three now. Um, he was starting to, and the rest of the league got better too. Like so, it wasn't him falling off. He was still just doing like twenty five seven and seven. But this season is just you're just seeing another. Crazy, like you're seeing a crazy level of LeBron who has had to carry his team, and I think that was the part we missed. That was the key, the Kyrie move, right? Was you know, we talked about this, I think, even in the preseason, right? That we didn't think they were going to be a very good defensive team taking out Kyrie and putting in Isaiah Thomas. And people pushed back at me and kept saying, Well, Kyrie's not a very good defender, and you know, I I pulled, I pulled the hold my beer, like, look at Isaiah Thomas, he's five foot. Five. Yeah, I, at least Kyrie Irving is is a body on the floor who can, you know, affect a shot. No one's Isaiah Thomas on a switch is literally meaningless. Yeah, and and so you know what I mean. And but he didn't play, so it didn't matter. Yeah, he played very few games for the Cavs, and and we missed the just he needed to play every game and put the team on his back. He got the blocks back up to a point we haven't seen since 2013 when he was with Miami. That's impressive. You know what I mean? He, he got the steals back up to a point we haven't seen in the last three years. He scored more points than we haven't seen since 2014. Like we just missed the fact that LeBron needed to be crazy LeBron to even get them. I mean, they're, they're in the, third position man it's not like they're the number one seat yeah it's just that extra it's just that extra the extra little bit that he did that that completely mattered and his free throw percentage was at 73 percent, which um is one of the i guess in the last four years is like the the second highest oh it's it's his best since 2014 yeah so um so let's spin it Congratulations, LeBron. What does that mean next year? Yeah, so, Ian, let's spin it forward. Yeah. He's 33. He turns 34 in December. Yes. Um, I've been saying this for a while, especially guys who log this many minutes. The they, 35, somewhere in that general range, is usually the kind of the turning point where we either see them start to adapt their game or the minutes catch up with them. Like if they try to play this all out craziness, the minutes start catching up with them and they kind of, the, the injuries start mounting quickly. Um, we're, we're slowly reaching that point. Um, so I'm definitely not ranking him number one next year. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's, and that's, I think a little bit, I wouldn't say disrespectful, but um, it's really surprising to look at someone like LeBron James finishing number one and going, well, can't do that again. I per, I think he could do it again. Like, he could definitely do it again. I'm what are the that. odds? Yeah, yeah, you're saying what are the odds? Like, probably not, right? And I'm, I think I'm with you. I'm not going to rank him number one next year either. Um, and that's out of logic and uh, my LeBron hatred. But 
it's it's it kind of incredible for him to be doing this at this age. I think he can do it again next year. I think I will be ranking him higher than I th- did this year. I, he will not be 10th next year for LeBron James. Um, but I could see placing him, especially for totals, somewhere in the middle of that mix if he is back in Cleveland. Yeah, and that's a big kind of unknown right now too. Um, I will say this, okay? the I'm going to put the team on my back and go crazy thing. Worked for Kobe until his age 34 season when he popped his Achilles. There you go. And, you know, LeBron takes his fitness to ungodly levels. Uh, But he played 37 minutes a game this season, which is about um, as much – a little bit less than he played last season. Uh, Two seasons ago, it was 35-36. So he's been playing in this range for his entire career. Even if he does go to a team where there's kind of like another superstar there, I I, I don't see him dropping significantly in minutes, but his usage will probably be a a little bit um, different. Well, and I I mean, I don't disagree with any of that. He's played 44,000 regular season minutes. Not bad. So, along with every going to every finals for the last right, month. and that doesn't count the I mean the postseason, which is another crazy amount, right? the The postseason minutes is another nine thousand one hundred and twenty-seven. Yeah. You know, as a bas- as a basketball fan, I hope there isn't just this like sudden and complete fall off from LeBron James, like where he goes from a top five player to out of the league in two years. Um, as someone who hates LeBron, I, I really hope that happens really soon. But um, I re- if I had to choose, I w- I'd rather see him play until he's 40 and be relevant until he's 40. I don't think he can do that. Only certain um, amazing players can play until they're 40. But um, good but, on LeBron. I think, you know, next year we're still I, looking at him being a top player. Here's the the issue I'll take with the, the Michael Jordan comparison, right? Like he what? Did, Michael Jordan, that you just you just made it. I heard you with your back in underhand, not saying the name. I have no idea what you're talking about. Business, but here's the thing that that kept Jordan maybe a little bit healthier than some of these other players, like LeBron and Kobe. Was Jordan took years off? Oh yeah, he just didn't play basketball. Nah, I'm not Definitely. gonna play. Right, those I'm breaks. Tired of winning. Well, you can call it tired of winning or healing your body. I mean, whatever. Those breaks about. matter. And. I think the more we learn about, you know, keeping your body healthy and all that, right? Like, absolutely. I mean, the technology and the the science that LeBron has right right now does allow him to continue to do this. Right. But that resting that Jordan took, in like looking back, that helped him probably add a few more years, right? Because it it didn't keep the pounding, 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 pounding coming. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt next year. No one, no one can say that. And back in the day, they actually uh, fouled people. So that was, that that rest definitely needed to happen. Um, But I'm saying if I own LeBron in a keeper league and I could trade for one of these guys, who's a decade younger not quite a decade, but you know what I mean. I, I might wait a season, actually. I, I, I There's only a, about two or three guys, and we're going to talk about them right now, actually. But, um, I, I mean, 
well, and, and and mine's probably a little bit more just in the sense that I feel really good about some of these players and some of yeah. them are significantly, significantly younger. Um, I, I'm going to guess I have LeBron somewhere in my five to 10 range again next season. Just, yeah, same here. That builds in a little bit of risk that he does have the 34-year-old injury and no one can say that for certain. Yeah, I, and I don't like the draft based on injury. Um, and I only think there's only a few players who you would trade straight up in a keeper league for LeBron. And one of those players, to me, is the second ranked player in the top current top 50 on totals. And that man is the, the beast of a human being who is having the season we've always wanted him to have, Anthony Davis. Uh, 28 and 11 with two and a half blocks, one and a half steals, shooting 83% from the line and 53% from the field and almost hitting a three per game. Um, Yeah. So healthy for two years in a row where he's played over 70 games. Um, Been amazing two years in a row. I got to feel good about him going into next year. Yeah. And that, that was always the, um, kicker with anthony davis is that he he never stays healthy there is a twitter alert about anthony davis rolling his ankle and leaving the floor about every six days um which has got to be take take you know years off of his owner's lives um every single time they have to deal with that i will say this that i don't think it happened quite as much this year as it did in the past it definitely has been less because um, some of some of those years it seemed like every other game he would head to the locker room at some point and come back out and play or sometimes he yeah, would definitely whereas this year it seemed much more sporadic i i still feel a little um uh oh is anthony davis an injury risk um when when looking at him for next year uh i think we had anthony davis in our top three or four. So we, we kind of obviously pegged this pretty, pretty he close. He was the fifth ranked player at the beginning yeah, of the right. season. I'll, I'll take it. Um, and that was due to injury concerns because per game, we all know Anthony Davis is the best player in fantasy. Well, uh, um, as far as games, right. We had LeBron pegged at 74. He's still on place to play 82. We had Anthony Davis pegged at 70. And you're um, using uh, Mark's uh, preseason rankings, correct? Yes, I am Perfect. looking at them right now. So, and what the Pelicans have what, like four more games left? So, um, he could play as many as seventy-four. Yeah, and that would be his career high, I believe. No, they have five games 75. left. I'm sorry, so they could play seventy-five, which would not would be tied for his career high. He yeah, played seventy-five last career. year. That's great. Um, looking at Anthony Davis next year, um, we were kind of talking about this with LeBron. Um, Anthony Davis, 25. Anthony Davis is a de- about a decade younger than LeBron. I would not hesitate taking Anthony Davis number one overall next year. I think you can make an argument for a couple other players, sure. But if in your in your uh, heart of hearts you wanted to take AD number one, I'd say go for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And a lot of it is going to depend on kind of what happens. Um, over the off season, right? Like if we see some of these guys pairing up again, that could affect things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have no problem taking Anthony Davis number one. And I think that, I think it's, you're doing it wrong. Probably if you have him outside your top five or six. 
Definitely. Um, I can see you wanting to build your team in certain ways um, and that affecting whether you pick Anthony Davis or not. He is, I think, by a lot, one of the best Roto players. Well, and Um, and here's the thing I'll say too, right? Only .73s a game. I say only because we talk a lot about how, like, everybody shoots threes now and threes are crazy and, and blah, blah, blah. But you can build a really good team with .73s because there's not only are the top guys making two, two and a half, three threes a game now, but there's guys like Wayne Ellington making three threes a game. Yeah, three. there's a lot of threes out there to get. Now, you have to make a lot of threes to compete in threes, but um, you're not – you're way up in all the other categories right and Um, and in some ways 0.7 is the new zero yeah that's a wow write that down that's a good phrase you know what i mean and and like if you look at basketball monsters like values 0.7 which is what he made 0.7 a game is a a negative 0.7 value as far as so he was actually despite making you know three quarters of a three a game, he was he hurt you in that category. Yep. It's a negative, for sure. And, yeah, he's your center, right? But today's centers make threes and make, like, league average threes, um, which is which is pretty wild. Uh, so Anthony Davis, props to him. Uh, here's another player that uh, I think you can take number one overall, and I think you could trade for LeBron in a keeper league. No surprise seeing this guy at number in the top three, James Harden. He uh, averaged about 35 minutes a game, 30 uh, points, nine assists, five rebounds, almost two steals a game. Um, Are we a little surprised with the 0.7 blocks? Well, right. We we had him top in the list at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Okay. And everybody said, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. They ele- he's not going to get the 11 assists, right, with Chris Paul in town, and his value is going to drop. Okay, well, he was more efficient because Chris Paul yeah. was beside him. And we and, said which that. Is, we said that right. in the year. He scored a point and a half more, which is significant when it's 29.1 to 30.6. Helps be more efficient. And he got more steals and blocks because he didn't have to go crazy every offensive play, I think, and could – Afford to play a little bit of defense. Plus the hefty, hefty volume of free throws. Ten free throws a game, shooting 86%. Um, often brings up uh, any any negligible um, players who might be on your team shooting bad free throws. I will say that he's probably going to be my number one ranked player next year. That, that's completely fair. I, I, would, uh, I would not be mad at you. For, for making him the number one player. He's 28 years old, but it does seem like they're probably just going to run this Houston team back, depending on what happens in the playoffs. Uh, that would require Chris Paul getting a significant amount of Or did he get that significant amount of money? I, I think I've already forgotten. No, he. I don't think he It's did. a one-year deal, right? I believe he played out his last contract. Yes. So we could... Let's say, just throwing it out there, hypothetic, Chris Paul doesn't uh, isn't on the Rockets next year. Still hard number one? Well, I think that we see much of what we saw last year, right? That 
yeah. not not this season, but last season where he had to do more with the ball and hold the ball every play. And so his defensive stats probably go down, but his assists probably go up and he's probably a little less efficient. I mean, yeah. he was ranked number two last year totals. Right. So he seems like one of the safest bets to end up in the top five. Um. Yeah, I think I'm with you. And um, so that's probably why I take him at number one, right? Is he just feels really good to be a top five player. And I don't want to mess up my draft that first round. He is in the middle of his prime. So I, I, I like that. He's a great building block to build around. You can't go wrong with James Harden. Let's look at number four. These top ones are going to be pretty straightforward. We got most of these right. We were in the ballpark anyway. Um, and oh, this one we yeah. nailed. Rank fourth, finished fourth, Had 22 a, years old. A lot of people were like, I don't know, with Jimmy Butler. Nah, 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 nah. Well, yeah, well, he still had a pretty uh, solid year across the board. He is one of the best nine-cap players. Um, shot so, one-and-a-half threes per game. Here's a, here's a question. 12 rebounds. That, that might advance this conversation in a, in a different direction. Um Shot forty two point four percent from three point this season, mm-hmm. which is about somewhere in the top twelve in the league. Impressive. Does that stick? Um, is he one of the top twelve three point shooters in the league? I guess is my question. No, but is he a good above average three point shooter in the league? The answer is yes. The dude yeah. runs around screens and hits threes like he's Kyle Korver. Oh, yeah. And and we talked about this, I think, ever since the moment he was drafted, right? That this is a special player and there's not really many comps for this seven-foot monster who can be as big as he is and do the things that he does. Um, I'm just a little bit worried that it's probably closer to 1.23 is next year if they kind of run this team back as presently constructed. Just because I don't think he shoots as good a percentage, and I think he probably shoots about as many attempts as he did this year. Yeah, and I think you also are going to have to wonder: you know, is Tibbs still in town? Is still Tibbs still running these guys into the ground? Uh, hey, the Cat, Cat is too young. Cat is too young to be feeling the Tibbs effect yet. But um, you know, he's still going to probably play almost eighty-two games and at thirty-five minutes a game. He's on pace for eighty-two still. Yep. You're right. The minutes are a little down there, but not by much. Um, here's the thing I'll say. He's probably in that four to six range for me again. I don't really know that I'm going to go for him as the number one guy. Uh, I, I'm more interested in him in a roto league than in a head-to-head league. But uh, either way, I would be interested in Carthage Towns in my top five. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. But, but um, AD and Harden, we just talked about two guys, AD and Harden. I'm already more interested. Right. So I, I, I we talk about number one discussion. He's not in there for me really. Like I, I'm glad to have him in the first round, but I don't want him at number one, but I would trade. I would take him in the LeBron James keeper question. Ooh, I still really? would take him. I, I just uh, feel like, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if there's no penalty for keeping, right? Like it's a di- It's a true dynasty where you get to keep the guy forever. I mean, he's literally 12 years younger. Yeah, if I had to choose, like, who do I want next year, I might actually pick LeBron. Um, oh, I'm with you there. But at the point where I say I'm going to get a top five player 
and he's 12 years younger, right? Like if I'm trading two, yeah. to, I'll, I'll take that's... any any one top five player. I'll take the other top five player that's 12 years younger any chance I get. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that's not that's not a question. And I, I actually Carl, let's let's all take a moment and realize Carl Anthony Towns is 22 years old. Yeah, still, right? Like, this is going to be his fourth season in the NBA next year. He is 22 years old. He will turn 23 in November. He is younger than our fifth-ranked player, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak himself, who a lot of people were falling over themselves to draft number one overall. I'm sure you're pretty happy with with what he did this season, but he did not have the um, I-eat-worlds type of season that a lot of people thought he would have. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, Mark had him sixth. I, I still felt like that was about right, and then I kind of think I pushed back on that in the preseason a little bit, right? Like, I just didn't see him having the number one season, and a lot of it has to do with he doesn't make any threes. Yep. So there's already a negative to his game, right? He's probably, I, and I said this earlier, with Middleton back, he probably wasn't scoring 30 points a game. I mean, unless he goes wild wild he's not doing that right i mean he he's definitely improved um over last season in a in a handful of categories he's improved every single season which is wild to think about he's improved every single season he's been in the league um and this is the first year i think you've seen um a plateau he's he's scored a little bit more he's gotten more rebounds simply just because of the style of play but um, his steals and blocks kind of plateaued at 1.5, which is still crazy that he's getting 1.5 each. And um, he's still not the you know James Harden level facilitator that um, really Giannis. A lot of people thought Giannis could be. Yeah, and I mean, I just don't know that it's coming at this point. He's still only 23. He turns 23, 20, everybody. He turns 24 in December, but I think we know what he is at this point. I mean, he played 37 minutes a game, which even before the season, I don't think any of us would have expected. And he was still only the fourth, only the fifth best player. So he's another guy where I'm probably not taking him number one, but I'm happy to have him in the it, top it five. Feels like he's in the feels like he's in that second tier. Um, it's kind of weird because like last year we had like eight guys in the first tier, and it seems like we're already saying like there's a first tier and there's a second tier in the top tier. Um, Giannis still a top tier player though. Yeah, and, and, and I mean we, we could talk about this right that like. There was eight last year. I think there might only be kind of six or seven this time around. And and maybe we're going to throw Steph Curry in there and call it eight again. Yeah. Um, You know, LeBron's kind of in that eight, and and he kind of kicked Kawhi Leonard out. Would you, just throwing it out there, coaching change uh, that obviously needs to happen in in Milwaukee. Well, is going to happen, I think, right? They're not going to stay with – He's no, really purdy. Um, but like really good coaching change in, in Milwaukee, who's like Giannis is not we're not screwing around here anymore. Giannis is going to do everything forever. Um, and they have a really good system that could make me a little bit more interested in Giannis, but um Okay. Hey, top five is, is a great place to be. Question question time for, for Mike. Where does Giannis get better? Right? Because Either everybody falls off or he's got to get better somewhere. Assists and threes. Those are the places he can improve. Um, and if he facilitated more, would improve. 
uh, the assists. And if he just gets, uh, and that's what everybody says, if he could just get, he, um, if he, he actually did three, take a, a big percentage bump in threes. I mean, he's still below average, there you but go. Um, he shot less. So the number stayed the same through from one year to the next. I think, though, that if we ask him to do it all offensively, right? If we say, okay, you're going to be the full-time ball handler, we facilitator. Asked, we asked James Harden to do it all offensively. But the rebounds are going to go back to like eight, eight and a half, I think. Yeah. And so, so rebounds gonna, are hard to come by, right? But right. Would, you take, would you take a more – And I think he's going to be – He's going to be less efficient though then, right? Like I don't think anybody yeah. can make 53%. So my point being, I guess, to kind of sum up what I'm trying to say is – I think if some categories go up, especially the ones you're talking about, other categories go down, and he ends up about the fifth player anyways. That's a pretty good um, point. I think th- those categories, the way they are ranked, um, moving them around just a little bit isn't kind of a, a make-or-break type. It's like suddenly not going to make you the number one player. Um, if he was a lunatic and averaged, somehow averaged like two steals and two blocks a game, uh, that would be he would be the number one player. Uh, by by a bit actually uh, anthony davis averages two and a half blocks and one and a half steals so uh yeah anthony davis is pretty good yeah so my uh, point being though is i'm probably he's in the discussion at three for me probably maybe even i can say i'm gonna pick him second if i want to do some weird strategy yeah. around Giannis thing but other than that, I don't really see him. I don't really see me saying I'm going to take Giannis with the first pick. Like I just don't see that. I think he's kind of in that three to five range for me. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because he's like Anthony Davis, but he his free throws are a, a bit of a detriment, and he doesn't hit the threes. So it's like, so it's hard. Is to that say, the guy you want number one? And he's got flaws in his game. Right, like Anthony, and, and and this is no knock on either player, right? Anthony Davis just seems like the little bit better version of him. Yeah. And so it's really hard for me to say, like, I want him over Anthony Davis, right? Like, I just don't see any reason to do that. I'm with you on that one. Let's go to the number six player who only played. So let's, I want this is a huge caveat. This guy only played 64 games this year, and he in totals he is currently ranked sixth ahead of a bunch of people who have played um, a lot more games than him. Uh, this is Kevin Durant, Durantula himself. Does he still go by Durantula? I don't he think so. So much now that that's he's a, that's a good one. Um, was he like the servant? That's stupid. The um, Kevin Durant set out quite a few games this year. A lot of injuries. Still, um, sixth best player. Those percentages are uh, fantastic. Uh, blocked a lot of shots this year. And um, averaged about seven rebounds and five assists per game. Yeah, um, crazy efficient from the three-point, 43% on three-pointers. Um, a lot of that has to do with the, the spacing of that team, right, and the so many great players around him. Um, he gets just some crazy open looks. Yeah, he's another guy, I, you know, it, it's it's hard to say that you feel super good about him because he's played 62 and then maybe as many as like 67 games this season, right? Yep. So that's a little bit of a knock there. But at the same time, like I think he's definitely in this mix for a top five ranking. And if you had this guy number one, I could actually maybe see that over some of the other guys we've just talked about. Yeah, and he was my number one player going into, into this season. And uh, I, I don't really regret that he... 
obviously made um, his value even in 64 games. You know, if he, it, it's kind of weird with that Golden State team, um, considering if, if Kevin Durant is in Golden State next year, I think he did one of those one-and-one contracts. Is that true? Yes, he, he keeps doing them. So um, if he's there, which I don't see why he wouldn't be, you're you're still looking at a team that is not gonna care that Kevin Durant sits 15 games or whatever. Like they're gonna take it easy. They're gonna play easy with his injuries. Um, at 77, if, if Kevin Durant plays 77 games this year, he could be one or two in totals. Um, yeah, just so just spitballing my top five, I'm I probably have him second. Yeah. I probably even have it's him in my top Anthony three. Davis. Um, and so my, my top five probably at this moment looks like Harden, Durant, Davis, and then and I'll kind of go from there with Towns, Zelta DeCompo, LeBron, like somewhere in that general range as far as the players we've talked about. Um, yeah, I think I think I have him second, which is crazy, maybe, Man. but. Um, I don't think that's crazy. The, look at what he does per game. Look at what he's done in 64 games. Uh, the dude's ultra efficient, and that sets you up really, really, really nicely. Um, now, if you're in a weird punt situation, yeah, okay, do that. Good for you. Um, but here's the thing. Like, do, like, doesn't he fit kind of any punt bill? That's another reason why I like the Yeah, you can do whatever you want with him. It's because, like, the field goal's great, the free throw's great. The rebounds are pretty damn good at seven a game, and that might even go up a little bit. He gives you five assists. Like, yeah. even if he goes that back to a block and a half, the steal numbers probably go up closer to one. And like, he just feels like in any category, he's just giving you boosts, and I, I just love that. The next player is actually I'm fairly surprised that he's in the top ten. Um, well, we had a so- rank third, right? So he was actually a slight disappointment. Yeah, I think I had him rigged a little bit lower. Obviously, uh, he was a detriment to your free throw, a detriment to your field goal, especially at the beginning of the season. And he doesn't really – he doesn't hit more than – he's like an average three-point shooter. He only hits 1.2, so like like Tyler said, 0.7 is the new zero. Um, Russell Westbrook. He's actually a bad free throw shooter. Come on. A is three-point it, shooter. Yeah. Can we say that? Can we say that he's a bad three-point shooter? Yes, like, he's a bad free three-point shooter. A three-point three shooter, yes. He like, is. three out of the last four years, it's been below 30%. Like, he's, he's bad not, at it. He's, he's bad at good, it. He's not good, everyone. Um, almost averaging a triple-double once again this season, uh, which is pretty crazy. But uh, in 77 games, he is only the seventh-ranked player. I believe last year, with totals, he yeah he was number two. So, yeah, and uh, he's he they've played seventy nine games, so he's he's missed two. Um, not that that's a bad thing. Don't that's don't get me wrong. He's, yeah. he's not on the eighty two game track like a few of the other guys we talked about. Um, so next year let's just spin this one forward. Um, is he in that first tier? Is he in that kind of second, still amazing tier? Is he in his own third tier? Right, like. If you draft him, you definitely have maybe your punt build kind of picked out a little bit for you. Yeah, this feels like a like a top three pick in a head to head league where you're like, I'm getting a guy who averages a triple double. Um, I think I'd rather have LeBron, who almost almost averages a triple double. But in your head to head build, 
I could see someone just going all in on. Well, and and he sets you up for the perfect like I'm just gonna punt the big turnovers. Men. You know what throws. I mean? Turnovers, free throws, and blocks, right? Like, I mean, yeah. not that his point three is bad for a guard. Yeah, you don't have to, but. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I could see him picking him up there. I'm probably actually going to have him about seventh. I kind of just feel better about some of the other guys there. I mean, obviously, he does some great things for you. But at yeah. the same time, like, I feel like most of those other guys are just mega efficient, and he's just not. Yeah, and that can hurt you in the but long it, run well yeah and then here's the other thing too like if, if we talk about playing my kind of go-to head-to-head strategy right where we punt the turnovers and the percentages like yeah he's probably like the second or third best player yeah um i mean it's not that hard to make that so, cal- calculation you get rid of free throw and he's uh fourth and if you get rid of field goal he's second and if you get rid of block he's first yeah. So there's five categories, points, three, rebounds, assists, steals, number one. Yep. And so – LeBron number two, though. So, like, that's – like, to me, LeBron or Westbrook is a toss-up. I'd rather have LeBron next year. I think, like you said, Westbrook is just who he is. This is what he's going to do. Right. Um. So I think I'd have Westbrook in that, that debate. Um. Just feel a little bit better about those four years, I think, and – I mean, it all depends on where LeBron is, obviously. I mean, this is a dumb conversation to have in some ways. But, um, yeah, so I could see if you're playing Roto, maybe bumping him down, right, because those sure. percentages are going to hurt. But yep. in head-to-head, if you want to pick him number one, I'm not going to laugh at you. The number eighth, eighth-rate player here, um, kind of everyone likes this guy. No one ever – it's like, man, top definite, definite top ten player. I think Definitely he's taking him in the first round this year. Oh he, man, he snuck up on us a little bit to be number eight. Respect to Dame Lillard at number eight, fourteenth. Um, right, he was ranked fourteenth. I yeah. And here's the one I nailed, and you guys can all listen back to those preseason ones. And I'm going to tell you right now that I nailed this. I said I was picking him over Jokic and Mike. You told me how many times I was crazy. I said you were wrong. And wow. you were a little you were only a little right. It's not like Jokic was the fifteenth ranked player. But my point is, okay, like a little bit is huge in this range. Is it That's not? That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like there is almost Marjorie no, for air should be low. Right. The there is 10. almost no little bit in the top ten. So you guys who kept saying, ooh, I'm picking Jokic number five, like whatever. Well, he's coming up. He's in the top ten. Like props to him. But I still felt a little better about some of these other players. And we can all just stop the Jokic craziness in in some ways, right? Like Dame Lillard was still better. Yeah, respect to Dame Lillard. Um, I, I do think he's 27. He's in the middle of his prime. I do think this warrants looking at him in in the first round. Uh, in your top 10, the minutes are high, 36 minutes per game. He is, uh, as always, very uh, durable. This might be actually one of his least durable years. It is the least amount of games he has ever played, my friend. That's amazing. Um, and they only have – they have four games left, so it will be the least amount he's ever played. He must play a 73. That's crazy. 
that's like a, a rarity in in these in these trying times. That we oh no, on. I lied. The most we play is seventy four. My bad. I look was looking at the wrong number there, but still um, seventy five is the minimum amount he's played so far. So it's the lowest number regardless. He is uh, very elite in free throw, hitting ninety two percent of his free throws. Um, still only shooting about forty four percent from the field. So that there's a little a uh, little um, so not too happy about that. And also only one steal a game from your guard. I will say this. I think he's safely in that top 10. Yeah. But I think he's in the, like, I would much rather have everybody we talked about over him. Yeah. He's safely in the bottom of that top 10 too. Right. Like, and and there's even a couple players we're still going to talk about, but I'm going to slide ahead of him. But yes, he's like number 10. And that's like, I wouldn't even consider him over any of the players we've talked about already. Like it's just like your number, no. your number ten, buddy. Like, like we just—I mean—that's the drop off. I think we just saw the the pretty hard drop off from your elite players to your not. Well, um, and I think that there's maybe one or two elite players that we could put ahead of him still, right? Why is missing? We don't know what's going on there, right? And, and Steph Curry only played fifty one games. Yep. And maybe we could even talk about Joel Embiid, who played sixty three. Um, all players yeah. we're, we're going to get to, but other than that, like. Okay, there's those three, but that's it. Like maybe he's eleventh, and that's that's pretty great. Like you like you want to be eleventh. He's he. I feel like him and uh, Jimmy Butler are always in that that second tier. And there's like you hear their names, you've heard their names for so long. They're both about twenty eight years old, um, and you've heard their names for so long. You're like, yeah, you know, yeah. Of course, Dave Miller is good. Whatever. He's not excite. It's not an exciting name. He's not Jokic. Uh, don't overlook these guys. Like the, the, they will be overlooked uh, well, 100% I, next year, I guarantee. I think some of it's the Portland effect too, right? Like Nobody watching them games. They come on too late. Well, yeah, and right, and they're just not a trendy team, right? Like, oh, I got guy on the Nuggets. They're going to be awesome this year, right? Like there was a lot of talk of that in the preseason, and some of it was maybe partially our fault, right? We were hyping up guys like Gary Harris and Jokic and – Saying how fun they are to watch, and I think we, I think uh, Murray, those guys actually, were properly hyped. Who, who you know, even finished ahead of Gary Harris, right? Um, yeah, in totals, uh, Jamal Murray, hell of a hell of a season. Yeah, and I mean, he's a he's a guy we're gonna gonna get some chattering on, but yeah. So I feel good about Leather Lillard, but I, I'm not saying I don't see anywhere really where he moves up, right? Like what he did this year is probably about what he does next year. Maybe the free throw percentage gets a little tiny bit worse, right? Maybe he shoots a little bit better from the field, but that's it. Like he's going to be basically the same. Yeah. That line. You are looking at what you're going to get from him. And that's pretty great. Right. Our first, I think enormous surprise of the top 50 is right here at number nine. That's a, that's a hell of a number to be in the top 10 and be a huge surprise. 48. Uh, What's his preseason rank? Now, I think that we were both kind of championing him to be picked a little bit ahead of that. We 100% said pick this guy early. Uh, We 100% made him our sleeper of the season. But we never said pick him in the top 10. We didn't even say pick him in the second round. Like, this is a huge surprise uh, even though we made him um, everyone's, you know, 
put every, him on everyone's radar. We were not <laughs> number nine. Victor Oladipo. What? How? How did this happen? Um. So I think we talked about this way way back when it happened, right? That we've seen this guy do some some great things, but they've yeah. been in little stretches, right? Like I I only f- remember, and I I'd say it every time we talked about him this year, especially early in the season. I remember that month and a half stretch at the end of a season where Victor Oladipo was a top ten player. But a lot of players are a top ten player for a month and a half stretch. But I think the thing that we saw with Oladipo was if someone just – and this is my my thinking. I won't speak for you. I think we saw if somebody believed in him, he could be great, right? But no one ever really seemed to believe in him and yeah. make him the guy. They were right? like, like, Alfred Payton's better than you. We're going to take bring you off the bench in Orlando. Right. And then, and then he played with Westbrook last year, and Westbrook had was maybe Westbrook. the best season ever. You know what I mean? Like, he averaged a triple-double a game. That's insane. And Westbrook was doing Westbrook stuff, and and I don't think anyone likes to play with Westbrook. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are players who like to be role players and not have a lot of spotlight, and you know what I mean? And just let Westbrook do everything. And and, But so I guess the question now becomes, right, we loved him. He did great. It was a good call by us. Where the hell do you draft this guy next year? Yeah. Are you staying in the top 10? You're I mean cuz you're looking at a really really solid um full from start to finish season. There was not there was not a period so if you go look at back at his um averages per game. Oh, he was Ty- their guy. Tyler doesn't game. like to look at the per game averages, but in seasons past in Orlando cuz I'm throwing out that okay season. You know, you're looking at a guy who is ranked in the mid 30s, right? There was no period where uh, there was no decent sized uh, period where Oladipo was the 30th ranked player in this league. Um, he was in that top 15 for almost the entire season. Oh yeah, and I mean that's what I mean. He was their guy. He played great pretty much all year. He did some things that I mean I don't know how anyone could have said he'd steal 2.3 balls a game. Yeah, just, that's that's I, I pretty just, incredible. Right, I just don't see any way anyone saw that coming. So let's yeah, let's look I at I don't see how lines, anyone right? could say at the beginning of the year he was going to shoot 47% on 18.1 field goals a game. Like that just didn't seem like it was going to happen, but it did. Yeah. Th- those to me, I mean, let's go ahead and look at all of them. Those are the two big outliers. Assist okay. four assists a game. All right. But we five, saw that rebounds again. Like, okay. like yeah. when he got 35 minutes for Orlando in that one season, we kind of saw those four yeah. assists. Four and four, and four almost okay. two steals a game. So steals might not be that big of an outlier. But, but, it's but here's the crazy part. Even he averaged more minutes in that season, and he got 0.6 more steals per game this season. That's a lot. That's a significant amount. It's huge. It's a and huge amount. I could see – here's the, what I'll say. Does he get – 1.8 to 2 steals a game next year. I could see that. 2.3 I'm not betting on that again. Like 2.3 is a lot of steals and you yeah. got to get a little bit lucky to get that many. Let, let's let, let me throw a scenario out there with you. Um cuz I think we're on the same track here. Oladipo, he's 26 years old, just entering his prime. 
pretty much could do what he did last year. But let's say he's shooting closer to his career average at 44%. He ends up shooting 44% on the season. That free throw percentage drops down slightly below 80%. And his steals go from 2.3 to 1.7. That's not a top 10 guy. No. Um, So just kind of doing some quick and dirty math here for one second. Let me get it here. You can do it. I believe in you. Um. So if you drop him to 44%, yes. right, exactly 44, which I don't know why he'd shoot exactly 44, right? He loses uh, – he goes down to 22.2 points a game. So he loses a point, 1.1 points, um, assuming he shoots the exact same amount and he shoots the exact same three-point and free-throw percentages, which he could probably go down. So I think 23 points is a bit much. I think the steals are a bit much. Yeah, he gets a lot. He gets a lot of that value from his steals. He's looking a little bit more like Kemba Walker than than Dame Lillard. Um, once you drop, once you drop that percentage, and you start, and you look at a, you look at adjusting what might be inflated numbers or might be the new Victor Oladipo. So I'm gonna assume, right? And then, and sometimes those are dangerous. I've heard that. He's ranked around twentieth next year. I think it's a little underrated, right? And so, I think that, especially because he plays for the Pacers, and you know what I mean. Uh, how many Pacers games have you watched this year? Right, like ne- negative two. I, I know I've seen some. I actually enjoy watching Victor Oladipo, so I've watched a, a good number, but I don't think the average fan has seen more than three or four. Right, like maybe they watched them when they played the Cavs and you know whoever your team other, is, yeah. Yeah, a couple other times, you know, whatever. Um so if he's ranked around twentieth, I'm probably interested. If he's ranked ninth, hmm. I'm probably gonna be like, no, nah, thanks, bro. Feels like a guy who will be overdrafted next year. Just sitting here right now, just feels like a guy's gonna be overdrafted next year. But see, I think it could go the other way in the sense that, right, Jokic will be trendy again. Everyone loves Jokic. Yeah. Paul George probably goes ahead of him. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Steph Curry, Ben Simmons, right? People love Ben Simmons a lot more than they love Victor Oladipo, I think. I, yep. You got Draymond Green, Joel He's Embiid, cool. right? Like, we start putting all these guys ahead of him. Kyrie Irving, only played 60 games. He's slowly reached in that number 20. And if he's like twentieth, I I might go for him. He's, yeah, you just can't ignore those elite steals. You just really can't. Yeah, and I don't think they're gonna go away, right? Like I think they go to two, not one and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he, he can he can steal the ball. He can block the ball. Like this the stuff he's doing this year is stuff that we thought he could do. He's just doing it all at once. And but even at twenty, I mean, you said it right. He's been the thirtieth player, pretty much every other season. Like there is the possibility that that pick is that pick is a bust too. I don't know what the percentage is. I'm not saying that it's high, but right. I mean, he kind yeah, of changed his spots. I I just don't I I don't think he'll ever fall back to that that thirtieth like in the mid thirties. 
Well, I mean, and a lot of it depends on the situation too, right? Like if he gets somehow gets traded and paired up with another superstar, like, okay, well then that's a different discussion we're going to have. But assuming he's on the Pacers and he's the guy. Yeah. Last time I checked Pacers are in the playoffs and um, they're two and all right. Right. So for a crappy uh, East team, um, he's a guy, I think we're going to talk a lot more about heading into the draft season next year in the sense yeah, that I think be he's going to be probably a little underrated. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to see what the the feeling is going into the league. I think, a lot, I think a lot of people look at those rank like what they uh, people ranked last year and go, "Well, he was in the top 12. I could, here's Why what not? I could see: I could see him being a little underranked by like the big sites, yes, and not necessarily being underdrafted. Does that that's, make sense? Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm feeling like he's going to be overdrafted, but right, that's like, just me right now. Like I I think the experts, so, so to speak, that there are any, will maybe. We'll maybe pick him higher than where ESPN and Yahoo rank him. Yeah, but we don't need to get into the fact that uh, people who are good at fantasy basketball do not go off at ESPN and Yahoo rankings. Um, But everyone's rankings are somewhat off, and this is the one that was way off, and that's the surprises that you get. Let's uh, let's finish out the top ten. And this is a guy who people had in the top ten. And some people had a little too high, I thought, um, but ended up producing yeah. in 70 so, games a pretty so in, good line. In, in Mark's rankings, he was 13th. All right. That's pretty good. So, And he was 10th, so he did better. Yeah. Um, I can safely say 13th, though, seemed about right for me. And it's probably maybe up to, like, 11th or 12th next year, but I am not going to super throw him into the top five. Like some people were this year. Like I, yeah. this is, uh, by the way, this is Nikola Jokic. Uh, everyone's kind of favorite breakout. Uh, oh my God. If he played more minutes, he could average a triple double, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he had a great season. He's having a great season. 32 minutes per game, which is what you want to see. 18 points Almost 11 rebounds. I think I won the bet, although it's not official yet. Oh, no. What was the bet? The bet was, remember, we all the way back in the preseason, I'm pretty sure someone documented this somewhere. Yeah, tweeted us. You said he was going to average 20 points a game. Will you concede the bet to me now? No, I will not. I will not concede the bet to you. He's going to need like two. isn't over. Dude, okay, let's look and see how many games I have. Don't do the math. I know it's – I know it's – it's not statistically impossible, but it's probably humanly impossible. Um, they played 78 games. They have four games left, and he's averaging in 70 games 18.1 points a drop, game. Even if he drops 60 a night, like I, I'm not sure that I don't. goes up to 20. So I guess theoretically I think I've probably lost. Um, I want to give props to Jokic here because – this is something a lot of players who get touted as the next thing, and especially in fantasy, most players who are touted the next thing in fantasy um, aren't heard of again. Uh, some of them are good and people get over it because they're not great. And others, like Nikola Jokic, kind of live up to the hype. Over the last couple months, he's been not um, just – the 10th best player, but over the, over the last couple months, he's been a top five player. And like you said, at, at this range, the difference between 10th and fifth is 
absolutely huge. He has been averaging over 20 points a game in the last couple months. Uh, His rebounds are up. His assists are up. He is only 22. He's distinctly has the ability to get better next year. So I'll comment on that in one second. He needs 214 points over the final four games. Okay, it's possible. To average 20. So he would need pretty much the best four-game stretch anyone has had ever. He would need like four 50-point games, and that still wouldn't do it. All right, I'm I'm not I'm not ruling it out. Over the last week, he's averaged thirty. So, what's another twenty points? A game. <laughs> yeah, what's another twenty a game for four straight games? I'm, I'm, Plus, then fourteen more points spread over those four games. Hey, Fine. he had a he had a slow start, right? Um, next year, I'll take the bet. Next year, right now, um, he'll, he'll average more than twenty points a game next year. So here's what I'll say: He played thirty-two a game, which. I, I didn't think that was – I thought it was going to be around 30. I think I said that all preseason, and he, yep. he got it to 32. So props to him for that. But do you see him playing any more minutes per game? More like, than 32? Like, like a lot of these top guys, right, like play 35. Like every guy we've talked about pretty much plays 35 so far. He only plays 32. But I, th- I think he could do it. Well, I, th- but, I think he could be there. And – I think, though, that the ceiling is like Drummond's 33.4. I don't think it's 35. Yeah, it's not significantly. It's not 37. Right. I don't even think it's 35, and here's why. Those big men have to play down there by the basket, right? And they get more fouls. So there's going to be a game where Jokic plays like 20 minutes because he gets too many damn fouls. It's the fouls. It's the wear and tear. It's the physicality of being a big man and having to run that much. Right. It makes more sense for you to want him to be around 32. Right. So I don't think the minutes get better. Like, that'll be a trendy thing if people start ranking him in the top five. will be, oh, he's going to play more than 32 minutes. Like, I don't know about that. Maybe another minute, but not like three or four or five. Like, I just don't see that for a big man. I also don't know that I see where he gets better, and, and you're going to say – that he gets better in points just a little yeah like this is but but he, if he scores no giant leap right there's no giant leap from this position if he scores 20 does he average six assists i'm gonna say no i i think he could just because i i mean like his he uses the ball a lot already and and so you know what i mean like to get more usage means less other stuff i just think this team right they have a lot of good players jamal murray and gary harris and six assists seems super fair for next year uh just moving forward because like as a center how much can you possibly facilitate right um i don't think the rebounds get much better 10.6 is a lot it's good if if anything i think the free throw percentage goes down a little bit i Mm. think the three-point percentage at 39.2 is a little high but okay. he could trade some threes for two-pointers and maybe up that field goal percentage. I think this is another guy where I'm kind of at – I think that the, if he if he goes up, other things go down. I mean, it I does feel like a little bit of an Oladipo situation where is this an outlier – are some of these percentages or some of these stats outliers or are they the new normal? Um, right. So he, to me, he does fit in that 
range. Um, I just do think Oladipo's upside is what you're looking at, and Jokic's upside is what an extra an extra rebound, an extra assist, um, incredibly high percentage for the center. I don't think I don't I don't see Jokic averaging seven assists a game. It, I, just, I think it's his ceiling. So what the percentage of that happening? Low. Um, could he do it? Well, in the last three months, he has averaged seven assists. Okay, so uh, spinning it's it forward, spinning it forward, where you have him, right? Are you putting him back in the top? I mean, what you said, you take him ninth, right? I mean, I'm I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, no. But you literally said after the top eight, he was one of the top guys you were looking at, right? Like somewhere yes. in the eight, nine, ten, or nine, ten range, right? We at the preseason, we were all pretty much the top eight was pretty set. And then there was kind of that cluster there where Second we three, yeah. right, where we kind of debated on who should go there. And, and I think you were championing Jokic as your number nine, which turned out to be a pretty good call. Um, call it up. So, so are you in that general range? Are you maybe a little higher than that? A little lower? Like I, I'm just trying to feel you. I, I think that's the issue is that I think he could get a little bit better a little bit better does not put him into the echelon of Anthony Davis, James Harden. It doesn't even put him into the second tier of that, of that top tier to the Giannis and Carl Anthony Towns discussion either. Um, nine seems pretty fair. Eight yeah, I think is probably a little too much when you have to start thinking about Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard um, also being in that top 10. So nine, 10, 11 feels um like the right place to draft him. Yeah, I think that if you're playing in a 12 team league, he's one of the last four picks in that first round. Yeah, I would I, I, I wouldn't go higher than like, that. Why am I reaching for Jokic? Right. Like I just don't see that much more ceiling. Like I don't see him you know. Plus, here's the other thing I'll say about it. Like he does do a lot of great things and the, he's very efficient, but he's the worst scorer by a good percentage. Of the top guys, yeah, right? like only eighteen point one points is a significant downturn from even the five points more a game Victor Oladipo scored. Right, like Carl Anthony Towns scored three more points a game. Right, that's that's a lot of points over a long season. Yeah, Cat's twenty one is kind of like a super outlier, and he was fourth because of how he dominates everything else. Right, um, Jokic, who's averaging six assists a game, somehow does not even. Uh, get close to Carl Anthony Towns when you look at how they are ranked based on um and the rate the, the ranking scale of how significant like when you look at Carl he, Anthony Towns at four and Jokic at fifth you're like or, or at 10th you're like that's only six different ranks well it's no it's actually almost a almost double the amount of of quality you're getting over average based on the, the, the stats here's the crazy thing the 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 way he skyrockets up these rankings and gets into the top five isn't more assists. No, it's, it's more rebounds and more points, and more blocks or more steals. Yes, and and blocks and steals, right? We we talk about that a lot, right? Like those can boost you really fast. Yes, but assuming that those don't happen, because we've kind of seen him be right at point eight. Yeah, this seems to be pretty. I mean, it's twenty two. Right. Yeah, but but usually, the first season he's played more than thirty minutes a game. Here's the thing I'll say though: usually more offensive hurts those defensive stats or keeps them about where they are, just because you're using so much more energy 
to play offense, right? You're trying not to get fouls because you know your team needs you to facilitate the ball. Yeah, you don't. There's not a lot of players who suddenly added a whole block to their game next year, like well, in the next season. That That's are pretty rare, especially that are superstars. Oh yeah, you know I mean? like sure, maybe a fringy role player can do that because they just say, "I'm just going to play all defense and be a three point shooter and not do anything else." Right, like no superstars like going out there going, "Oh, I'm going to try to block every shot in the sun." If this guy tried to block two shots a game, he'd foul out a lot more. Yes, hundred percent. So I don't see that block number getting much – like maybe he gets one, right? Like he just gets some – I don't want to call him lucky, but some sh- things break the right way. And he gets to like one, 1.2. Yeah. Maybe he just works a little bit better on his positioning, uh, his footwork, and he gains a little bit, yeah. But, yeah. but here's the other thing too. Like if you're the Nuggets, is that what you're going to be focusing him on? Like I don't think so. Just because you want him out there on offense and – the more shots you try to block, the more likely you are to foul. Like that's just how basketball works. Like there's a lot of crafty finishers around that rim. Yes, and Jokic isn't like ultra athletic. He's very athletic, right? But he's not Anthony Davis athletic. Yeah. So I think that his his keys to moving up are rebounds and points. And that can only get you so far. Right. And so. Yeah, he's probably four points a game would be real nice. I, that's I don't think that's possible, but could be. Um, I don't I don't think it could happen, but that would be a significant jump. So, would you rather have Lillard or him next year? Let's just ask the question. Oh, that's a very that's a great question. We, we know where we both stood, right? We talked about this earlier, where we both yeah. stood the last time around, and you know, and and this could actually change, right? Like they're close enough in value, maybe where I don't <laughs> think. It could, but like he may be able to clip Lillard. They're only two spots apart. Yeah, it's they're not terribly far apart. And there's let's, four games left. Are we like, talking about a head-to-head eight cat league? Yeah, let's just assume. Let's just let's play. Okay. Um, they actually play, average the same amount of turnovers. Can you believe yeah, that, Mike? I want to props to Damian Lillard for uh, only mm-hmm. averaging two point eight turnovers a game. As so I don't know Lillard. that the turnovers being there or not matters that much. No, in the sense it, that it doesn't really. Uh, yeah, in in a in a league full of who cares if I average four turnovers a game anymore? Uh, props right. to game for keeping that assisted turnover ratio real low. So the eight or nine cat in this one for once doesn't really much matter. So we'll talk head to head and just. I'm, I'm surprised by that. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Dame. Um, I think he is a little bit more of a um force when obviously his scoring is pretty great his three-pointers are great sure you could say you could find guys who do similar stuff to that and Jokic is more unique as a center who does who does all these other um, gets six assists a game as a center and I just think I want my big man if I if I had to choose a big man you know I'd, I'd rather have my Anthony Davis mold or current Anthony Towns mold than my Jokic mold um, and I, I, I like Dame a little bit better. I just think he's going to be better. Ah, uh, you finally come to my side. Feels good. Mm. Uh, it doesn't feel good for me. Here's what I, here's what I'll say. If it's one of those crazy like puts a lot of centers in there, like sometimes those uh, leagues on a certain site like to make you play two centers if you don't change it for some reason. Yeah, 
then Jokic is probably more valuable than Damian Lillard, especially if they're not. I think it's real close. Yeah. If if they're not super, uh, what do I want to say? Like they don't give each player multiple positions, right? Because I don't think that any player anymore really only plays one position, right? Like sometimes Jokic plays power forward. Sometimes he plays center. That's all kind of fungible. But looking at the center, like if you just say these guys all have one position, these guys are centers, that crop is not great. So in no. those leagues, I could see taking Jokic over Damian Lillard because there's a lot of point guards. There's a lot of good point guards. A lot of great point guards. Um, but other than that, I want Lillard. I think I just feel a little bit safer about Lillard, like what he's going to do. And I f- just think Damian Lillard's kind of perpetually a little bit underrated. Um, with you there. And I think we're going to have to wrap it up there. Uh, that was a good review of the top 10. Uh, we do probably plan on um, getting this out there uh, maybe closer to next season. Maybe you just rebroadcast this top 10 as a, as a retrospect at some point. So for all you joining us in the future, welcome. I hope uh, all the cities are still not burned to the ground and um, that the value of the dollar still means something. So thank you for tuning in. And and let's, let's, let's put it this way. This is probably a, a multiple part episode. Right? Oh, definitely. That we're going to look at the top 50. Okay. So this is only the top 10. We're going to look at the top 50 from this year. Then what we're going to do is we're going to look at the rankings, the 50 rankings, right? We're going to take Mark's rankings that were on hashtag basketball at the beginning of the season. And we're going to say, okay, we missed on this player. Here's why we missed on this player. How can we do better going forward? And where does this player rank going forward, right? Like we talked about Kawhi Leonard a lot in this show. There's a lot more players like Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard was injury. We can pinpoint that pretty easy, and yeah. we can say if he's healthy, he's probably going to be back up there near the top 10. I might say that I'd rather have nine of these guys we talked about today over Kawhi Leonard just because I think these guys are healthy, and even if they tell me Kawhi Leonard is healthy, if he's not playing big minutes of the preseason, I'm going to be a little bit concerned. That's a discussion for a later date. There's a lot more of those players, John Wall, etc. So. There's kind yeah. of a lot more to talk about here, and this was just kind of it, a snip. It gets interesting, especially as you approach next season. Um, this, I do feel looking back at the previous season as the previous season is ending is incredibly valuable. Um, you forget about players who had a really good two, two-and-a-half-month span, and then you go look at the um, – rankings from last year and you're like okay yeah you know Dario Sarge not that great but so no Dario Sarge had a pretty good second half uh what what does that mean blah 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 I think you just have a better insight on the um the season at the end of an actual season um versus after an entire summer of you running around and um being stupid which I assume is what everybody does during the summer um, enjoying your summer is probably what a, is probably the better way of saying that. Um, also, Darius Arch didn't have that great of a second half. Um, just a little uh, spoiler alert. But we will be uh, doing the rest of the top fifty and uh, throughout the off season. This is the final week of the regular season. Thank you, everyone who's continuing to listen to this podcast. We really appreciate it. We are doing it for you guys. Um, if you have any questions or anything else you want to hear. 
over the offseason. Any topics, uh, especially all you Dynasty and Keeper uh, people out there, we will be happy to oblige. Feel free to tweet at us. Tyler, what is your Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Watchy4444. Perfect. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter as well. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a rating or review. That really, really helps. And if you're into daily fantasy, especially daily fantasy baseball, which is coming up, go to draft.com and sign up with the promo code boxes. Um, I, there's a lot of money to be had if you are good at fantasy baseball. Um, I, the way they do fa- daily fantasy with the snake draft, instead of just picking a roster based on you know whatever their whatever these players happen to cost, I think is significantly favors the fantasy enthusiasts. So I would recommend using that promo code boxes for draft.com. Yeah. And if you're good at playing those matchups, right? Like there are some days where uh, not to disparage the great people at draft, but they, they miss on some guys who really hit lefties or really hit, you know, a certain handed pitcher or, you know, I just have a really good numbers against a certain pitcher. They, they have them way low in the rankings and you can kind of take big time advantage of that. So you're into baseball just check it out see tyler's already it sounds like he's already making money off that so uh good on tyler and you can uh, probably get on that as well if you're good i think that is it we will be back with more of the top 50 next time and good luck with the final week of the season thanks everybody